welcome to the couch. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks, Ian. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. And you're in sunny San Jose. How's that going out there for you? Well, it's not that sunny, I can tell you. Mm. It's a bit rough this week. So um, the blue skies have gone, the storms are here. Mm. So, um, yeah. But, it's, uh, it's good. Here we are on the couch talking about what's happening in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology. Yeah, and we have a number of themes, don't we? We normally talk about some sort of business news, a bit of technology stuff, content delivery. Yeah, some mobile action, gaming, and the other category, which has a few interesting stories in it this week. So There's always a, in few, there. a few weirdy things on there. Yes. That's pretty cool. Um, Fantastic. Now, so... We don't much have much in the way of business news, <laughs> so we'll just move straight along. <laughs> it's um, technology. There's always good stuff going on in technology. There is indeed. And... Um, so what's uh, what's new here? You've got some news here about. Uh, um, well, I've just noticed in the show notes here, and they do look at the show notes, folks. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting. Um, there's a Chinese goldfish story, which we'll move to the back. But uh, yep. there we go. Um, CI Plus. Now, what's common interface? Or CI? Oh, what's all this? Yeah, I mean, CI was a, as I understand it, you can you can tell me if I'm wrong here, James, but a method of trying to disambiguate uh, conditional access. That's not from, a real word, Ian. Oh, I just made it up, didn't I? No, there's yeah. got to be a real word. It's a real word now. Like, uh, so to disambiguate what set top boxes from <laughs> from the conditional from access providers. module, uh, so you yeah, can actually much like the cable card here in the US. Hmm, exactly, and uh, it's it's actually been around for quite a long time. The idea being that you can yeah. uh, use your CI Plus or CI module as it was originally in your uh-huh. television and actually have a set top box embedded in your TV. CI right. Plus allows you to do. Uh, interactive stuff as well so it's not just conditional access but actually it really is actually an entire set box in a you know, like yeah PCI, I think that was PCI one of the, the visions in the original common interface I suppose the mm-hmm. common interface plus was to do all this as well but there was some, some fundamental I think mm-hmm. security issues mm-hmm. the fact that the digital content went over the bus in the clear CI plus right. solves that problem so that's that's good, but it's quite an expensive bit of kit, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I'm an operator, it means I can plug that in mm-hmm. to any horizontal device that's compatible, and I guess that's yeah. that's the challenge, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I mean, it gives a nice result because uh, that means that you've basically uh, got a got a set-top box that takes up no space that plugs into different devices, and hopefully, will give the same result on all these. You know, there's no there's no worry about cabling or connections or anything like that. So. It has a lot of advantages over a, an actual physical mm. set It gives you box. more access to the programming. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the mm-hmm. main. Definitely, in conjunction with whatever's going on in the box, oh, on the TV mm-hmm. already, so uh, enable you to, uh, for example, have free-to-air as well as uh, whatever's going on on the actual uh, CI Plus module. Um, mm-hmm. Now, for a while, CI Plus has kind of been about uh, on its own out in the, in the kind of, well, let's develop this technology and see what happens to it. Um, but... Uh, and this kind of in some ways hampered the the adoption for some operators. They're like, well, it's a standard, but who's really running the standard? Uh, so now it seems that the DVB project has taken over CI Plus again. So it's come back into the fold. Yeah, because it's weird because it was always involved. Hmm. I think there was something to do, and I'm, I'm guessing here, so listeners do send us feedback on the Couch Podcast if you think we're talking complete rubbish. Mm-hmm. Um, something to do with the intellectual property surrounding the actual the actual card itself right. and there was a consortium of people who owned that okay. so essentially there's inevitably going to be some challenges about who makes the money on it mm. get another piece of the pie taken yeah. away well these IP issues are always always difficult ones well that's good so uh, so you've been taken over by DVB at least you know where to go now in order to license your uh, mm-hmm. 
AI plus technology. So it's actually been rolled out in quite a few places. So uh, Able Kiosk, Sky Deutschland, Zigo, UPC, and Comhem. So pop cuisine. Where's Zigo? I actually, it's in Europe somewhere. Um, <laughs> Probably, given it's the DDB standard, but yeah, I don't know where they are either, to be honest. But if you do know, let us know. We'd love to. It's probably Belgium or something like that, isn't it? Probably so. Yeah. Um, okay. What's, mm-hmm. um, what's next? Uh, IBM and Watson does Jeopardy. Uh, mm. I saw a bit of this. I don't know if you've seen any of it. No, I haven't seen the video. So tell us about what, okay. what is Watson and what's it doing? And what's- Watson is IBM's kind of... Uh, Artificial intelligence, speech recognition, speech speech input and output, right. brain, I guess. It is the wow. Skynet of the future, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, but I did watch one of the episodes of Jeopardy, where uh-huh. it did win, actually, against the oh, two so it was Jeopardy playing against kings. humans, was it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean, that's kind of hardly fair if it has the, the power of the history of the entire internet on its side when humans are kind well, of just it human. It didn't trounce everyone. didn't get everything 100% correct. I mean... Oh. Okay. Um, and it was, I guess a lot of that comes down to the I.O. I did see some stuff about them wanting to improve the voice recognition. Because right. um, it's garbage in, garbage out. Mm. Effective. If it didn't okay, so it's actually listening to people and, and giving answers based on what they're saying. Is that, is that right? That's, that's pretty cool. Well, it's just regular Jeopardy, um, mm. which I must admit, I'm not a great fan of the show, but I did watch mm. uh, a yeah. bit of it more by coincidence than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it seemed to hold its own. So maybe... This is, I don't know quite how large Watson is, whether it is a, the size of uh, <laughs> a mountain. entire room. Yeah. <laughs> it probably is. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it was, doing, it was doing pretty good. Pretty That's good. pretty impressive. Well, it wasn't, um, it wasn't getting into banter with the show guy. Uh, but, I mean, that's you not need- really what the... Um, it, it didn't say, oh, so Watson, where are you from? You know, what do you like to do in your spare time? There wasn't it. much of that going on. Uh, okay. no. Interesting. Very interesting to see how artificial intelligence... Yeah. So uh, moving on to content delivery now. Uh, big cable in the States. Uh, massive, massive penetration in the US. And uh, Google, Best Buy, and Sony are teaming up to try and take on the whole world of cable. This is the Allvid Alliance, is it? A double L capital V I D. New proposal for standard So what's all this about? Well, they're actually proposing this as a replacement for the failed cable card device saying, right? So it's a... Well, cable card had a great concept to it, but it was never going to work from a from the perspective of people being able to take their set-top box, move it somewhere else, plug it in, put their new cable card into it, and away they go, because all the uh, cable companies are going to have different standards, different ideas for what they exactly. want to do. Exactly, and the cable card doesn't move fast enough to do the, all the mm-hmm. DVR stuff, and mm-hmm. this record that. Yeah. Tricky, doesn't it? So- so the idea is that uh, Allvid would break down this uh, this barrier and mm-hmm. the FCC chair, Julius Janachowski, described the gadget 10 months ago indicating cable, satellite, telco video providers would send their signals to a small adapter on the customer's premises that would represent its standard interface to all consumer devices. Um, now, if you're proposing this as a replacement for cable card and yet it's an entirely new device, um, I'm not really sure how... Uh, and another device is actually going to solve all the problems of what cable card wasn't. Uh, well, I think a cable card plugs into a set-top box host, whereas this is looking, I think, to be just an internet-connected device which renders to a TV. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's why Google, Best Buy, and Sony are saying, yep, we're behind this, and it's going to be an absolute mm-hmm. cracker. I think kind of an Apple TV, mm-hmm. I'm sure Apple are not in the consortium, um, yep. like an Apple TV, but an, kind of an open standard for that okay. kind of device, or, or indeed a... 
Google TV or a Foxy Box or something like that. So. Yeah, interesting. Um, is it another over-the-top service that's never going to happen? Uh, is it an attempt at a standardization of an over-the-top service? It's that's interesting. Moot, really, I suppose, isn't it? Moot. Um, now, let's, let's start with this BBC iPlayer thing. Mm-hmm. BBC is bringing other channels. Mm. I must say, I've got to work out a way of watching BBC when I'm over here. My, uh, my missus is missing uh, those soap <laughs> operas we have. have a magical kind of VPN connection of some yeah, sort. Yeah, but I need some VPN stroke proxy action. Mm. But we mm. can sort that out. Um, until they get it, obviously, so it's available internationally. So this is the BBC bringing in rival channels. Now, mm-hmm. this is what, in a metadata perspective? Um, well, they're sharing metadata, they say, and... It links directly to the playback right. page. So okay. you can, yeah, so it's a schedule widget. I mean, this is a widget they've created. I guess it's for... Um, okay, so that's not as exciting as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was actually the actual no. content in iPlayer, but it's not just... No, it's not. Digital. But obviously that's going to be taken care of in you know, the, the kind of C... I did look at the Seesaw channel, actually. It didn't really work for me, I must admit. Mm-hmm. Um, but Seesaw and uh, Canvas and what's it called now? Kangaroo? No, no. What's the... Okay, U-view. U-view. U-view, yes. Mm-hmm. So U-view is coming, but it'll be later. So I guess that's when everything will mm-hmm. come together. Then the BBC will be underneath that. But uh, So this is just a widget that does schedule stuff and enables it to link through, which isn't too different from the stuff like... Mm. So in January, the BBC committed not to use the iPlayer as an aggregator of on-demand content, instead agreeing that the iPlayer be reshaped into a unified television offer, bringing together TV channels, program information, and live and on-demand content. Mm-hmm. Rather than add the content of the iPlayer to itself, the portal instead acts as a signpost as to where it can be found. Now, this is actually immensely powerful because, as we know, uh, the EPG, or which is what we're essentially talking about here for the online world, is is the place where people will go to find their content. Indeed. So if people go to BBC... Or, or maybe a place. I'm not sure the EPG will survive into the web space, but there'll be... Yeah, but this is the place. EPG of the web space, don't you think? Uh, it could be. I mean, Everyone's I guess Google... Yeah, maybe. I don't know where you mm. get your stuff, but um, okay. Worth looking at. Um, now, mobile stuff. There's a lot of mobile stories flying around this week because mm-hmm. we've got the just closing, I guess, the Mobile World Congress in mm-hmm. Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of stories there. Um, well, I think the big announcement was probably Nokia deciding to sort of side with Windows. Mm, Windows is, Phone 7. Uh, um, big- but... It was more of an announcement rather than a product launch. So Mm. certainly the stuff I've seen is saying that everyone will be looking next year to see the first, the the handsets that have Mm. come out of that. I mean, everyone seems to think that the the mobile uh, kind of operating system that is uh, Windows on 7 on the mobile is all perfectly fine and perfectly acceptable, very good, fine, you know, great, whatever. Um, But it hasn't really kind of lit a match under the whole... um, Microsoft mobile offering generally. Is this going to change that, James? Are we going to see lots of Nokia Windows devices? Well, I mean, is this a, I mean Nokia's obviously losing market share. You've got mm. um, the Android devices sort of growing rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's interesting and to, and to understand sort of where the battle will be fought as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Nokia's got big brand awareness, maybe out, more so outside the US where there's less smartphone penetration. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting to see here as a sort of relative newcomer to the US that data plans or data plans are quite differently bundled and quite expensive on mobile phones. Mm-hmm. You're paying $20 a month for data. Yeah. Which is quite high when you're already paying probably as as much as that for your voice as well. Yeah. 
Um, I don't actually have a problem with playing for kind of data on a mobile phone. What really gets me upset is once you tether it to your laptop, as in yeah. once that data goes not to your device, but actually through that little bit of cable, you pay another fee a month. What is that about? Yeah, well, and also it's not unlimited as well. There's no, also a lot of uh, caps on there. But I mean, Google also weren't alone. They announced um, Honeycomb and Zoom, mm-hmm. which is uh, Honeycomb. And then also a new uh, version of Android. Uh, Again, with it's like ice cream or something. I don't know what it's called. But, uh, <laughs> so um, they're going through the letters, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of fragmentation in the Android marketplace, mm-hmm. I guess, because there's lots of different versions out there. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the problems that Nokia had in that they had a massive workforce, still have a massive workforce yeah. working on lots of different versions of the Symbian OS on lots of different phones. Mm-hmm. And that's really tricky to manage. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we know from the set box space, that's kind of, if you keep on without restructuring your software, mm-hmm. you just have to explode your number of developers. Yeah. Because if, if you had like... Get one guy working on each model of handset, you yeah. quickly have a lot of guys if you needed to support mm-hmm. that software going forwards. Yep. So, um, so Google's trying to offer Zoom, pronounced X-O-O-M. Yep. Is that right? And it's going to have a music service on it. So this has been rumoured for a long time. Um, we've even covered this, but now we're seeing the actual launch of Google's music service. Um, mm. Now, I don't know, is it going to is it going to push iTunes anywhere? I seriously doubt it. Well, I don't know. I mean, again, Mobile World Congress, I think Apple doesn't bother going. So <laughs> right that's, uh, they it's bought this La La yeah. service, which was a streaming music service. Yep. Um, so there's a rumor they're going to be coming out with something like that, maybe with mm-hmm. the next version of the iPhone, which lots of rumors flying around that yep. iPhone 5 won't have as much storage. It'll be cloud-based. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll need that unlimited data plan, which doesn't exist today. Mm-hmm. So kind of interesting there um, I don't know and there's also if you're basing your entire music library on streaming then you know the, the mobile data networks are just not good enough right now in order to be able yeah. to do that I mean anywhere I go and and this is UK Ireland US continental Europe uh, you know you can have some good 3G signals for about 5 minutes and you want it down the road and then it goes back to edge and then it goes back to 3G <laughs> and then it goes back to 9.6 sometimes it's like you're not going to be streaming over that, that's for sure. Well, a lot of these services allow you to sort of sync with a wireless account and download content, uh, which is just MIDI sort of cached, I suppose. Um, yeah, syncing I could get, but I yeah. have trouble getting email in some places, let alone actually yeah, stream is, my This is true. The world is, the world is not flat when it comes to data. Yeah, There's definitely true. peaks and troughs. All right, we'll see. That'll be interesting to see how Google can pull off a streaming service. Very, very interesting. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, Another news there is, you know, which is the winning store? Um, yeah, so in terms of those app stores, we've got the Apple App Store, BlackBerry, Nokia, Nokia's OV Store, and the Google Android market. And we've got some stats here on what the growth's mm-hmm. been like over the last couple of years. Now, well, I mean, growth, growth is a misnomer, really. Surely it's the, the number of users. I mean, just looking at the, this tier, if you look in the mm-hmm. show notes, you'll see this some data from Screen Digest. Um, yeah. And the, the revenue itself is, mm-hmm. I mean, Apple is just like 10 times as much as the nearest rival. Yeah, even more than 10. It's like 20 times. It's 82% yeah, I mean, of the market in, well, it had 92% of the market in 2009, and now it's got 82% of the market in 2010. Yeah. But the nearest competitor is 7%, so yeah. still very small by comparison. I also saw some stats on you know, the number of developers. Um, mm-hmm. 
and still the number of developers joining the Apple program is a lot larger than the ones joining Android. Mm. But there were some stats on the but Android developers are more productive. They produce more apps. Okay, righto. But they don't get but anything near as much as they got five percent of the market. They got nothing. Well, I don't know how many Android fart apps there are, but this <laughs> you know, it's like you know, I, I fart has become the new hello world. I guess that's the. Uh, um, I guess, no, I guess there's less policing as well on the Android apps. Yeah. Marketplace. So yep. Apple, you've got to go through that whole approval process. Um, still, but the Android so, market, even at five percent, is still a hundred million dollar industry, which is you indeed, know nothing to be sneezed at. In, exactly. So I think that's. Um, that's uh, pretty interesting, and, and obviously Windows Mobile Seven or whatever it's called Isn't doesn't even appear on the list. So what will happen there? There will surely be some sort of Windows App Store. So all bets are kind Welcome of to number off five <laughs> exactly in rankings next year. Um, so the, the mobile world, no, no great shakes there. Um, hmm. I could see. I mean, nothing. Which OS is winning? No amazing new apps. No amazing new phones. Mm-hmm. Just sort of iterations, really. Okay. Right, as far as I could see. Things are crawling along there in the mobile space. Yeah, well, I'm struggling here trying to get myself a phone over here. I've got my... It's difficult to get a phone mm. in the US if you've just arrived unless you get a pay-as-you-go one. So, or a GoPhone, as they explain it. So, <laughs> of which there are no GoPhone data plans that I can see. Oh, no. Don't, uh, don't charge you like one cent per bit or something. Uh, yeah, like some, of the, some of the roaming charges, James, I got hit with recently. <laughs> insane. Yeah, well, at least... My iPad I can use, but obviously I can't use that as a phone. It's a bit weird. No. Welcome to Skype. <laughs> exactly. Skype, Skype's working fine. Just fine. Um, sometimes. Uh, right. Gaming. Um, not much gaming news. I guess there's a bit of a lull at the moment before the Game Developer Conference in San Francisco mm-hmm. in a week or so. Oh, so it's um, coming up in a week or so, is it? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be there. So, Excellent. Uh, we'll be able to cover that next time. Excellent. See what's going on there. That'll be quite... Uh, Quite cool, um, but plenty of other weird news. I'd like to start with um, the goldfish one. I don't know if you've seen this video. <laughs> yeah, I had a look at the video. So, um, how would you describe that? So, that kind of well, it's kind of like yeah, it's good <laughs> podcast material. Obviously, um, it's a Chinese thing. You can look at it in the show notes. Um, some of these fancy goldfish that are like I don't know if there's they're like fantail goldfish, and he puts them in this kind of large open tank, which mm-hmm. is quite shallow. Yeah. And then he sort of waves, waves his magic wand or whatever and they start swimming in certain geometric patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, this is dancing. It's all very even and organized. Isn't yeah, it? but I mean, the, the rumor is that he's just got them, these fish to swallow magnets. <laughs> and oh, right, there's okay. some, and there's there's some magnet underneath which is dragging yeah. them around. <laughs> right, um, okay. And apparently it was pulled. I mean, it's quite interesting to watch. I mean, it, it must be done with magnets. I can't see how else. Yeah, they're all the fish very don't look, organized. The fish don't look very unhappy. No, they look perfectly um, happy. They're swimming around in different directions and then they get And to also different coloured fish are going in different directions, so I don't know how he manages that. Hmm. And how he distinguishes between one fish and the other. Like exactly. if it's a magnet, so, it's a magnet. You know, how do you exactly. any of them so go in one? There way? must be some magic in there somehow. If oh, you know how the trick's done, do let us know. Yeah, feedback um, at on the couchpodcast.com. And we do not condone cruelty to fish or other animals. Absolutely. So don't they don't appear to have been harmed anyway. So um, Okay, that's cool. Um, we have a water-powered radio story, which I thought this would be some sort of chemical powering radio kind of thing, but in fact... No, I've seen a, like a water-powered desktop calculator which uses some electrolysis, something like those you know, okay. on an aeroplane yeah, where yeah, they yeah. show you that is the light and your whistle. And when the, the mm-hmm. light gets wet, mm-hmm. you know, when the, uh, that will help attract attention, a bit like the burning mm-hmm. wreckage of the plane around you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, that would be the clue. Yep. 
that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is actually a, a water turbine. Yeah. Uh, you you put this shower kind of or this this radio, I should say, in line with your shower outlet. Mm-hmm. And when you turn on the shower, powers the turbine, and you can listen yeah. to the radio. Cool. Um, it's not too expensive either. I was a bit surprised by that. Um, quite how uh, how loud the radio is. <laughs> I, I was most perturbed by the hairy hand demonstrating it in the video. Um, but, but I'll leave you viewers to look at that. Um, Do check it out. Yep. Look at the link. The hairy hand. The hairy hand of water powered radio. Um, so and and which can you name the country the radio stations are playing out? Ah, so yes, indeed. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, and um, finally. Yes, finally, you've got this rather uh, scary story. Great. So um, if you commit a sexual assault and want to get rid of your uh, victim, uh-huh. our tip is not to put a, can someone please knock off this girl for me? I'll give you as much money as I've got on Facebook <laughs> as your status. Generally considered a really stupid thing to do. Uh, obviously, this this uh, person is clearly, clearly uh, done some terrible things. Um, but drawing attention to yourself by putting a Facebook status like that is just not going to do anything for your um, credibility in court later on. So has this guy got banged up? I hope he has. Maybe. Yep, so he's gone down now and he's probably never going to get out because... Um, oh, but that's it, yeah. yeah. First of all, so he, sexual he incriminating himself. And secondly, he's an idiot. That's yeah. insane. He's a mad... Actually, assaulting idiots. There yep. we go. <laughs> and uh, he deserves his time in jail. But uh, don't forget, everyone, Facebook is a broad church. Be careful what you post. <laughs> That's right. Be careful what you say. Yeah. Be well, James, say. that wraps us up for episode 159. Indeed. Um, so we should uh, make sure we put that. I was thinking, actually, before we go, about mm. Facebook and credit ratings. I'm Credit ratings are quite high on my agenda at the moment, being mm. a newcomer to the US. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm wondering, you know, at what point will my eBay karma points contribute to my credit rating as being an all-round good good person. Mm. And uh, does, if it's not eBay, then it is it, you know, what, what have you been doing with your you care about in terms of banks and stuff like that? Well, eBay is the only thing I can think of with, yeah. you know, we get karma points, you know, yeah. and, if, and that's a transactional-based stuff. Yeah. Anyway, on that thought, I'll leave you with that. <laughs> Podcast right, James, best of luck in uh, <laughs> San Jose, and I'll talk okay. to you next week. Indeed. So it's goodbye from me, James. And bye from me. Cheers. Bye. This episode of On The Couch Podcast is brought to you by EmbeddedAdventures.com, your source for embedded kits and things to play with. 